Welcome to a New Testament journey. We'll have our Bible reading followed by our devotional. Chapter 16. All this I have told you so that you will not fall away. They will put you out of the synagogue. In fact, the time is coming when anyone who kills you will think they are offering a service to God. They will do such things because they have not known the Father or me. I have told you this so that when their time comes, you will remember that I warned you about them. I did not tell you this from the beginning because I was with you, but now I'm going to him who sent me. None of you asks me, where are you going? Rather, you are filled with grief because I have said these things. But very truly, I tell you, it is for your good that I'm going away. Unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. When he comes, he will prove the world to be in the wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment. About sin, because people do not believe in me. About righteousness, because I am going to the Father, where you can see me no longer. And about judgment, because the prince of this world now stands condemned. I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. Jesus went on to say, In a little while you will see me no more, and then after a little while you will see me. At this, some of his disciples said to one another, What does he mean by saying, In a little while you will see me no more, and then in a little while you will see me? And because I am going to the Father, they kept asking, What does he mean by a little while? Why don't we understand what he is saying? Jesus saw that they wanted to ask him about this. So he said to them, Are you asking one another what I meant when I said, In a little while you will see me no more, and then after a little while you will see me? Very truly I tell you, you will weep and mourn while the world rejoices. You will grieve, but your grief will turn to joy. A woman giving birth to a child has pain because her time has come. But when her baby is born, she forgets the anguish because of her joy that a child is born into the world. So with you. Now is your time of grief, but I will see you again and you will rejoice and no one will take away your joy. In that day, you will no longer ask me anything. Very truly, I tell you, my father will give you whatever you ask in my name. Until now, you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask and you will receive, and your joy will be complete. Though I have been speaking figuratively, a time is coming when I will no longer use this kind of language, but will tell you plainly about my Father. In that day you will ask in my name. I am not saying that I will ask the Father on your behalf. No, the Father himself loves you because you have loved me and have believed that I came from God. I came from the Father and entered the world. Now I am leaving the world and going back to the Father. Then Jesus' disciples said, Now you are speaking clearly and without figures of speech. 
Now we can see that you know all things and that you do not even need to have anyone ask you questions. This makes us believe that you came from God. Do you now believe, Jesus replied? A time is coming, and in fact has come, when you will be scattered, each to your own home. You will leave me all alone. Yet I am not alone, for my Father is with me. I have told you these things, so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Jesus has been gradually unveiling himself to his disciples. He's dropped many clues and they know they're onto something, but they still aren't quite sure what. How encouraging. If we read the gospel properly, choosing to lay aside our preconceptions and put ourselves in the place of the disciples, then we will share their befuddlement. We know Jesus, his word become flesh, the light who came to shine in our darkness. But what that all means for us, well, it still feels slightly elusive. It's like we've been climbing the spiral staircase inside the tower in the Palace of Westminster. We can tell we're getting closer to Big Ben, but we've also got slightly dizzy and exhausted, wondering whether we can make it at all. Now, in this chapter, we lay eyes on the great bell. Here, Jesus begins to spell things out in clean, unambiguous language. He continues the plain speaking we saw mentioned in chapter 17. Jesus has come temporarily to release the spirit to enable many people to come to know the father, that we would know the father. This is the end game of Jesus's work. Ah, our ears, our faces, our minds resound with the reverberating realisation that we barely know ourselves, let alone almighty God. Can I, the real me, really know the Father, really know him? God can feel so distant. Jesus can feel like he lived so long ago. Sometimes knowing God can feel so depressingly ungraspable, like trying to hug Big Ben when it's wildly swinging back and forth. But that feeling ignores what Jesus said about the counsellor. You see, knowing God is not about our efforts. It's not about us reaching out to touch the bell. It's about the ringing of the bell reverberating in us. The knowledge of God is received, not one. It's about his work, not our work. The life of faith is about being alert and being open to the spirit of God who comes to us, convicting us of our sin, leading us into truth and making Jesus known to us. Oh, what freedom there is in this truth. When you really understand it, it changes everything. It's not about us except how we respond. And so, in the words of Gordon Fee, the first imperative of the Christian life is be filled with the Spirit. Are you? Are you filled? Are you making being filled the prime driver of each day? We must go on being filled with the Spirit. Because only through receiving the Spirit 
can we receive the knowing of our God who came to make himself known? So here's a question for reflection. What knowledge of himself has God given you? We pray God's word bears fruit in your life. For all the information about the New Testament journey, head to www.anewtestamentjourney.net.